Hey fellas, Rob Carbone. You're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. What's up, everybody? All right, all right. Rob Carbone coming at you. Episode 39 of BD4. Knicks coming off a tough loss tonight against the Boston Celtics. Um, it was a good, I don't want to say bounce back because they lost, but it was a good, you know, improvement from what we saw in Orlando the other night, you know, where there was no ball movement, there wasn't much player movement. Um, there weren't too many sets being run. There was just just a lot of isolation with Julius Randle and Marcus Morris. Uh, there were a lot of you know key turnovers that hurt us in that game. Missed free throws. Tonight was an improvement from that. So it's what you call a good loss. There are never good losses, but if there were tonight, would be uh, under the category of that. Um, I, I I like the first of all. I liked. I want to give credit to David Fizdale. Because usually I give him a lot of shit, right? But tonight I like what he did. I like that Frank Nielakina got the start. Not only that, I like that Frank Nielakina played 38 minutes. That's got to be uh, the most minutes he's played in his career, maybe. Maybe. But I did like that. I like that he only used eight players tonight. That was big. You know, he didn't go crazy um, and used all 12. Tonight he used eight players and, you know... A fair share of them had over 30 minutes because of that. And he, not only did he use eight players, but, you know, because of this, he put the right lineups out there. We, we saw what we wanted to see for a while with Frank, RJ, Knox, and Mitch on the, on the floor at the same time. And it was good. We got a lot of scoring, a little bit of defense, too. So tonight, the ball moved around. 22 assists. Tonight, we kept the turnovers at a minimum. 13 turnovers. Um... The defense was there. The effort was there. The Celtics scored 104 points on their home floor. Could have been a lot worse. The effort was there, though. You know, we had, we played, especially in that first half. Um, David Fisdale, I did notice Fisdale did a little bit of switching defensively tonight. In the first half, it worked. In the second half, it looked like Brad Stevens adjusted to it a little bit because I saw that, you know, we had Kemba Walker you know, going up against Julius Randle and Bobby Portis out there, which was a nightmare. You don't want to see that. You know, Frank Nilekina is the guy you want on Kemba Walker, and we didn't get a ton of that in the second half. Um, so, you know, the Knicks switching so much on those screens kind of came back to hurt them a little bit. But, hey, what can you do? You still held them. You know, like I said, you, you played great defense, man. That was one of the best defensive outings. Um, really one of their better overall outings of the season, to be honest with you. Um, and I, I know I, I, I've calmed down since the recap I had. I was freaking out. You know, I was so pissed off when I wrote the recap a couple hours ago. One and five, what the hell. But honestly, you, you can't get too mad at it. You know, because you look at the schedule. We played San Antonio. We played Brooklyn and now Boston twice. So that's four playoff teams that we played five times. And... We're winless against them, but, you know, four of these games have been on the road so far for the Knicks. We've played a lot of road games. So, against contenders, on the road against these contenders, 
you can't really expect the Knicks to win too many. It would be nice to be two and five. It would be nice to be three and four. But what can you do? What can you do? Um. Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta keep keep uh, keep playing hard because if they keep playing the brand of basketball that they played tonight, the wins will start coming, right? Especially with a softer schedule coming up. You gotta win this San uh, you gotta win this Sacramento team on Sunday. Then you have Detroit. Uh, you play Cleveland twice. You have Dallas a couple times, but then you also have you know Chicago. You have Charlotte coming up. All these teams are coming up soon. So you would like the Knicks to, if they're gonna get some wins, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll start coming this next week or so. Um, as long as they keep playing basketball the way they play basketball tonight, right? Because that wasn't really that hasn't been the story all season. Um, despite the Knicks being in a lot of these games, the way they've played hasn't always been a pretty brand, you know, a pretty version of basketball. You know, they haven't moved the ball around like I said. They haven't, they haven't, um, player movement isn't there. They haven't run a lot of plays that you want to see them run. The defense wasn't always consistent until the fourth quarter. But tonight we saw all of that in one and we saw their effort throughout all 48 minutes. So if they keep playing that, that kind of basketball, they'll, they'll start winning games. But, we're going to eventually have to start seeing better play from guys like Julius Randle, right? Julius Randle was a problem tonight. He had six more turnovers. Um, the Knicks turned it over, let me remind you, they turned it over 13 times tonight. So he had just about half of those tonight. He, I don't know, He's so frustrating to watch because you, see, you can see the skill. You see the talent. This is a guy who can really go out there and give you 20, 10, and 5 every night. But it's like, is he a winning player? Because the defensive effort, the defensive energy isn't always there. Offensively, he's making these stupid mental mistakes in crunch time. He's trying to be a point guard out there at times when he's got to realize he's a big. He has tunnel vision. He isolates a lot. It doesn't, I don't know. It, it, it It's so early for me. You know, I haven't, I really, I haven't really watched him play. And I never really watched him play in Los Angeles. So I, I, I don't get, you know, I don't have a full sample size to look at. But, he's, I don't know, he doesn't seem like a winning player, at least right now. So he's going to have to start stepping it up because he's a big reason we lost tonight. But it wasn't just him, you know. R.J. Barrett had a 15 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists tonight. But down the stretch, he missed his last 4 shots. And all of them came within 4 minutes, a little over 4 minutes left. And on. He missed 4 in a row to conclude the game. And... You know, the big reason that Marcus Morris, who had 29 points tonight and hit the game the game tying three or four seconds left, that three wouldn't have happened um, if Kevin Knox didn't grab Barrett's rebound. You know, the missed shot off of Barrett. Because Barrett, you know, he shot a runner, that possession. He shot a runner, and it missed. That was his fourth shot in a row. It missed, but Knox got the board, kicked it to Morris, and Morris hit that big shot. So, you know, taking four shots down the stretch and missing every single one of them. I do like the aggressiveness. I do like that Barrett wasn't afraid of the moment there. But at the same time, you would have liked to see him pass it out at least one of those times or, you know, get somebody else, give somebody else a look. Just something I noticed. Um, Who else this game? Yeah, Frank looked good. 38 minutes, he looked good out there. The scoring was there for a second night in a row. Tonight he scored 10 points. The jumper looked good. 
brought out his bag of tricks towards the end of the game when he crossed up Daniel Tice a little bit, hit the mid-range jumper to put the Knicks in the lead with like five minutes left. He scored 10 points, got three steals, some rebounds, two assists. A good game from Freck. And after scoring seven the other night, comes with 10 tonight. So, you know, it, it sounds funny because, you know, seven and 10 are nothing. But from a guy whose standards are very low already offensively, it was a good step in the right direction. So you just have to hope that Fizz continues to play him 35-plus minutes a night, continues to start this guy, and that Frank himself can continue to be aggressive, can um, continue to be confident out there because he looked much more confident out there tonight. If he can keep being aggressive, stay confident, if he can keep doing that, and you, you could see the potential, man, with his offense. He can. I still think there's still something in me that says Frank can give you something offensively. He's not going to be a total zero every night. I'll take 8 to 10 points a night. If he can get to that number, though, if he could just start scoring a little more like he's been lately, I will take that any given day of the week with his defense and with his intangibles. I'll take it. I'll take 8 to 10 points. I will take that and run with it. But it's just got to become consistent at some point. So you hope, you just hope he can continue to get the playing time so he can get to that, to that level. Um, Mitchell Robinson played well tonight. Difference maker again. Rim protection was there. Rebounding was there. Scored a little bit. Problem was, he only played 60 minutes. Um, tonight, it wasn't foul trouble. Uh, tonight, he left the game in the third period with... He sprained his finger. Came back in, but ended up just playing just thir- just uh, 16 minutes. Eventually, for, uh, Mitch is going to have to find a way to stay on the floor for, for, for a full 30-plus. Whether that be staying out of foul trouble, whether that be staying healthy and durable out there... Whether that be Fizz, you know, not yanking him so early in the game sometimes and letting him deal with, deal with that foul trouble. I would like to see him play 30 minutes a night. Get him out there a little longer. Uh, you know, and if you have to yank Bobby Portis's minutes, then please do that because I am so for that. But, because he, honestly, man, if Mitch can stay on that floor, Mitch is a double-double threat. I, I, I like comparing him to guys like DeAndre Jordan, Rudy Gobert, Clint Capella, because I think he's a 10-10 guy who can give you three, four blocks a night. He, it's just a matter of staying on that floor. Really, that's it. Um, I think that's pretty much it. You know, I loved what I saw from the Knicks tonight, man. Just, it was a good positive step in the right direction, as long as they keep playing the way they did. You know, Marcus Morris, 29 points and... He was playing within the flow of the offense tonight. He wasn't forcing his shots. You know, the Morris we saw and the Morris that I've been dogging on during the first five games was waiting until, you know, the shot clock hit three, two, one second left. Then he'd heave up a a random three-point attempt. But tonight he was playing within, you know, David Fizdale's playbook. He was playing within the flow and the rhythm of the offense and hitting his shots efficiently when he needed to hit Big shots, he hit the big shots, and he hit, it, he hit his free throws as well down the stretch. So it was a good night both on both ends, too. He, he played pretty good defense on uh, on Tatum. Um, so it was a good positive night for Marcus Morris. But, yeah, just things that hurt the Knicks, like I said, free throw shooting. Got to get better at the line. Have to get better at the line. Uh, free throw shooting. Turnovers by Julius Randle. Very sloppy out there. Didn't really make a lot of their shots inside the arc tonight. 
Um, so yeah, just things like that. Ball didn't really bounce their way towards the end. It bounced off the hardwood and went into the hoop as Jason Tatum hit the game winner off of RJ. Um, but again, you, you want this effort, not just this effort, but you want this brand of hoops every single night from this Knicks team. And maybe the wins will start coming. So my goal for 30 wins is getting lesser and less, less and less, like, uh, it's getting less and less likely. But like I said, with this stretch coming up, the Knicks keep playing the way they did tonight. Uh, maybe they'll win at least four or five of them, five of these next couple of games. So that's pretty much all I got tonight. Not too much in this one. Um, I'm hoping, at the very least, it's the same lineup for next game. And I say at the very least because I would like for Knox to take place of either Randall or Morris eventually. I think Kevin Knox, I want to see him start more. We haven't really seen him start much in his NBA career. Um, Wayne Ellington was 3 for 10 tonight. Threw, all, threw up all three-pointers. I do like the addition of Wayne. I think he's going to be a very sharp three-point shooter. But it does make me question... Is Alonzo Trier's time on the floor very limited now? Is it going to be like this for the rest of the year? Is he going to pick up a bunch of DMPs? Or is he going to get just like seven minutes when he when he gets time? The same with Damian Dotson. It's going to be interesting now with Ellington to see how Fisdale balances out Dot and Trier's minutes. So that's one thing I do want to you know I do want to make a, a point out before I wrap this up. So I just it's just interesting to me because those two guys were. Dot and Trier were big parts of the Knicks' team last year, right? Trier came out of nowhere, and he averaged 13 points or something. For No, he averaged uh, 10, 11 points for the Knicks, and he shot, you know, efficiently at the, you know, at, with a triple slash. From the field, from the free throw line, from three, he was good. And Damian Dotson, Dotson was that 3 and D type of player. So they, they were guys who, you know, it looked like they were going to keep improving this year, but really, Fizdale's freezing them right now. And again, I can't complain too much because I like that he only used eight guys tonight. But I guess it's just a matter of, I think, these guys should be replacing some others. But, you know, the fact that Ellington's, the fact that Ellington is 31 years old and Dot and Trier are these two young kids bugs me. But at the same time, Ellington is going to be a guy who's had a lot of threes for the Knicks. And he could help them win games. So I, I do want to see the Knicks pick up some wins too. So it's kind of like you got to find this balance, but... I don't know. I, I, I'm i just going to let it play out. Just got to let it play out and see what happens. Knicks lose tonight, but, you know, a step in the right direction. Moral victories, I guess. We'll see you. Uh, I'll see you guys. Uh, well, I'll see you in the blog on Sunday. Um, but as for BD4, I will see you whenever the next two games are over with. All right, guys. Thanks so much for stopping by. Rob Carbone, BD4. Episode 39, signing up. Ciao.